Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hey everyone, in this episode, I would like to share my story with you. My hope is that after listening to my story, you will feel that anyone can achieve what I have achieved. And as you would see that I'm not gifted and I've learned all the skills I have over the years. So when I started my dentistry, my first ever job was in uh, national health practice in UK, which was 99% NHS and not much private work. And this job was an eye opener for me. It showed me how shockingly bad I was at dentistry. In university, you're kind of protected by your teachers and you have that umbrella of security but that was all gone. I used to do a single tooth dentistry, single root dentistry with numbered 15 GP points uh, because I could not negotiate canals. I did not know how to use Pentamix or rotary files as we always took sort of putty impression and used hand files at the university. And when I did know something, I used to ask my nurse, mm, so tell me how did the other dentist do this? And she used to laugh because she knew that I didn't know. And, you know, I was just trying to figure out how to work this thing. Overall, my dentistry was average at best. But I worked very hard. And my ultimate goal at the time was to work in a private practice where I can provide superior quality dentistry and don't have limitation of the NHS. At least that was the initial thought process. I did multiple restorative courses to improve my clinical skills. I was hoping that my, by doing this, I will be able to start doing complex cases by my own. But although courses gave me knowledge, there was not enough support after finishing the courses. I even asked a couple of tutors if you can you know, come to my practice as I have a case and can you mentor me? Uh, but no one was able to do that. Also, these courses were good at teaching me single to dentistry, but I could not find any course that was focused on teaching me full mouth reconstruction. And that was really uh, the topic I was interested in. Um, I felt stuck as I could not sort of get a mentor. And one of the ways to get mentored was to specialize. And the way I would be, you know, this way I would be working under supervision, I'll be doing cases and someone sort of supervising me for those cases. But I could not afford to kind of take three years out of work because that's what it takes in UK, uh, full-time three years course to become a specialist. So I decided to join a one-year full-time master's program for whatever money I had left with. And I really worked hard during this course. It was a full-time course. I remember I used to be there 7.30 in the morning until 11 o'clock at nighttime. It's a hospital-based course. So, you know, it was open. Uh, facility was open early in the morning and were open until late. And it was open over weekends as well. So I utilized that weekend time as well. So I used to go there. We used to do our own lab work. So if I've prepared tooth, I would make the do the wax up of that tooth um, I would cast that metal I would put the porcelain on top so all the porcelain metal work everything was done by me and yes it was hard because if I spend let's say three hours in the clinic it would take me seven eight hours or sometimes nine hours to do the lab work for that work which I've done so it was hard and that's why I needed more time um, 
presence in the course. And my supervisor helped me to treat sort of my first full math reconstruction case. He was with me nursing for each and every one of one step, and that's what I wanted. And that meant that I wasn't really anxious at all and actually looking forward to treating these patients because these patients didn't pay for that treatment because it was in hospital. And that's why there was less stress for me as well. However, it required, you know, a year of sacrifice and a lot of uh, loss of income because I couldn't earn and I had to pay for the course. And I feel that there are better ways to learn now. And that's what that's what my course is geared to us. And that's what I teach because out of passion, because I don't want anyone else to uh, take time off for full year and to do this because, you know, there are, there are a lot of things you can scrap and you can go straight to the point what you want to learn and you can learn quite effectively. But anyway, as a result of that, I managed to treat my patients with advanced restorative needs with ease and actually started enjoying complex dentistry. At the end of the program, I won the prize for the best student of the year and passed with distinction. And it was an amazing feeling. I was a master's student, you know, uh, with a high skill, but I was totally out of money, literally zero. And no one would offer me a job. It was a very difficult time to get a job because, you know, I wasn't a specialist still. And I wasn't kind of a general dentist. And I didn't want to go back to NHS practice. So, you know, I started working in a private practice one day a week, clinical work. And the rest of the time, I was teaching. So I was a program coordinator for MSc in restorative dental practice at UCL in London. And I was also deputy head examiner for OR overseas registration examination for UK. Although these teaching jobs were fulfilling, the pay wasn't very good. And I was still living paycheck to paycheck and had to make a lot of sacrifices. Same simple things like going to a restaurant or watching a movie or was out of question. I mean, holidays, I couldn't even think about it because I didn't have enough money. So I had to really reconsider my situation when my son was born. And, you know, I swallowed my ego and I said, you know what, I'm going to take whatever job comes. So I started working in NHS practice. And my boss at the time was a very successful clinician. And he told me that, you know, he will give me opportunity to go around his practices and carry out implant, full mouth reconstruction and other complex cases if I am willing to work hard and give up on my other teaching commitments. And because he saw me, how hardworking I was and how much I was, I enjoyed dentistry. So then I decided to give all my full-time posts, uh, teaching posts um, and cap just a visiting lecturer post and um, started working in 11 different practices. I used to do 1,000 miles a week, um, working 12 to 14 hours a day, and then driving two hours you know, each way um, to come back home. And I remember working three months at a stretch without a single day off. I used to work Sundays, Saturdays, um, all days. In one of the time, I worked on a bank holiday as well because you know I had a big case coming up nurse was happy to work with me and and that's where I learned no bar no limit bar kind of you know there is no limit you you know there are a lot of preconceived ideas that oh you can't work on this uh, you know holidays or you can't do this you can't do that you know if you really want to achieve something you can 
do whatever it takes and you know you will find people if you have right people around you you you're treating people nicely they will help you in achieving whatever you want to achieve now because i was working in so many different practices to take my skills to advanced level i did courses on advanced endo advanced implant advanced perio uh, from world-renowned clinicians such as John West, inventor of protoprofile, I learned endo from. I learned Kuri technique, autogenous bone grafting technique from Fout Kuri and Frank Zastro, one of the top two, um, you know, clinician in this technique. Um, I learned from Istvan Urban how to do vertical augmentation using xenograft. I learned soft tissue technique from Autozer and Marcus Hasler from Munich. So I, I had really great mentors and, you know, each cost tens and thousands of pounds and I didn't have much money, but I spent whatever I had in learning because I truly believe that money spent on education never goes wasted. I was directly mentored by assistant professor of Kuri while I was doing surgery and this helped me achieve the surgical skills in advanced autogenous bone grafting very quickly. This made me realize how important aspect of mentoring uh, was in my life. You know, every advanced skill I learned, I had a mentor associated with this. So I would urge you to get a mentor, you know, get someone, so find someone, approach someone, and I'm sure whoever at a place. So if you want to become, you know, a great periodontist, we have really good periodontists in UK and all over the world. Approach and I am sure that they will be thrilled to help you in one way or the other. Of course, these people are time bound. So, you know, you you might have to pay them for it. But, you know, whatever mentor can offer you, I can guarantee you, you will double your money within no time. So financially, it's just no brainer. But even then, mentors can sort of progress your journey and cut that time, struggle time to years. So, you know, if it takes you 10 years to achieve something, mentors can make you achieve that within one or two years. And, you know, I am an example of that. All the skills I've learned, I had mentor associated with that. Now, during this period, I became a trainer for a dentist who desperately needed a post. So in UK, it's called vocational training at that time. And I became a VT trainer just to help that dentist. And, um, you know, I not only trained her during her VT, but also continued training her after her VT on how to carry out full mouth reconstruction and implant placement by direct mentoring. And within two years of her starting her VT training, she started placing implants and treating patients with advanced restorative needs. And now within, now it's been four years and she's thriving. She's, she enjoys surgery. She enjoys full mouth reconstructions. She's now, you know, doing bone grafting and she's not the only example. I have taught dentists with less than five years experience who are now doing full mouth reconstruction. And I'm telling you this because not to sort of promote my courses or anything, but to tell you that. I get approached by dentists, many dentists saying that they either don't have enough experience or they're too old, uh, they can't learn these skills. What I'm trying to show you is the learn skills are learnable. You can learn these skills. And I'm giving you my example um, because I was so bad at dentistry and I've learned everything I'm doing is learned. I 
am not gifted. Even I finished my dentistry and I was still a really bad dentist. And I'm glad that I didn't take photographs of my, my cases because otherwise, um, um, you know, I would be really ashamed of that. But on the other hand, if I would have taken photographs, then it would be good to show it to you guys to show you how bad I was. Because no one believes that uh, when I say, you know, you got, you're really underestimating what I'm saying. So I've been practicing dentistry for almost two decades. And, you know, I've treated hundreds of complex cases, which required increased in OVD, implant placement, full arch implant, full arch restorative. And I've been teaching this subject over a decade. And my experience has shown me that any general practitioner, regardless of their experience, can carry out full mouth rehabilitation if they are dedicated and focused. Because I can or any mentor or teacher can open the door for you, but it has to be you who needs to enter through that door. No one will make you enter the door. So, you know, knowledge and everything is good enough, but you need to have that thrive. You need to have that focus and dedication to learn uh, whatever you want to learn. And I've also seen that, you know, you don't need to do diploma or MSc in order to do full math reconstruction. All you need is a structured approach and dedication towards learning. I've always sort of advised dentists who are embarking on that journey of full mouth reconstruction to carry out direct adhesive restoration first. So once you do direct adhesive reconstruction, it's easy to manage. You can control occlusion very easily without relying too much on your technician. And once you've done four to five direct cases, under your belt, then you can start venturing into more complex cases. Of course, it is difficult to find cases where every single tooth is a direct restoration. And, you know, in any given full mouth reconstruction case, you maybe need to prepare to do some indirect restoration. But as far as your first few cases involve majority of direct restoration, then that will help you keep going. Because it's, as I said, it's easy to add to composite, easy to remove composite. And again, no one gave me that advice. And uh, again, this is now an advice mode. I'm finished with my journey. I'm telling you my advice that, you know, if you want to go on full mouth reconstruction journey, A, have a, a structure program to help you with a method of uh, doing treatment and start with simple cases. This is nothing else but a common sense. But what happens is when you are overambitious, you, we always, uh, someone told me that we always, always overestimate what we can achieve in the short term. And we always underestimate what we can achieve in a long term. So you need to play this as a long-term game, not a short-term game, because you will you have years of still clinical work left. And, you know, if you start slowly and start improvising, doing simple cases first, learning the technique, and then gradually uh, increasing difficulty level. So in summary, if I can do this, if I teach dentists with limited experience to do this, then anyone can do full mouth reconstruction or anyone can do anything for, for that matters. You know, if you want to learn any other clinical skill, if you want to learn implants, find a mentor. There are so many good mentors available who can teach you implant dentistry. If you want to find, do endodontics, find a mentor. If you love perio, you know, find a mentor, find someone 
who can teach you that. Don't become a course junkie. Don't start doing courses after courses after courses. And I've been, you know, I've been there. I've done so many courses and there are some courses I haven't even implemented 5% of what I learned. And all those courses are very expensive courses, but it was me who could not find someone who can help me. And, you know, I really thrive with direct mentoring. And if I don't have someone to speak to, someone directly relate to, um, then I really struggle in uh, learning any skill. And and that's me, though. If you feel that uh, you can learn from distance learning courses, that's fine. Just learn simple things, learn small bits and implement it. Implementation is the key, not knowledge. In this day and world, you know, you can have all the knowledge you want on YouTube. There is all the practical videos, um, all the clinical tips, everything's there on YouTube. Um, and, you know, you will be surprised how much information is out there if you Google it. But at the end of the day, you need to implement it. And in my teaching career, what I have found is that's the key. Transferring the knowledge into implementation, that's the biggest hurdle. And if you overcome that, then you will you can achieve anything. And one way to overcome that is, as I said, to take small step at a time and have someone who can help you. I hope you found this episode useful. I hope you learned something from my journey. And I am looking forward to sharing uh, with you many more journeys in the following weeks and months and also many more tricks and tips uh, about full math reconstruction and Hopefully, you will find this podcast useful in improving your career. So thank you for listening. This is Dr. Devang Patel. And I hope wherever you are, you're enjoying your life to fullest.